Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now, while we didn't think there were going to be too many rule changes going into the 2024 season, and while, you know, we had the RPLA and the NRL board and uh, a, lot of other, a lot of other stakeholders and parties coming out and saying that they didn't really want too many rule changes, if any, going into next year because of, of this year, sorry, I'm still saying next year, it feel, feels like 2023, but um, going into this year because there were a fuck ton of changes and particularly over the past three years, there have been so many rule changes, it's hard to keep count. But they have got one rule change so far going into the 2024 season. We're going to talk about it on the podcast today. Contested restarts, they're calling it. Now, the rule is... If a team kicks the ball out on the full over the touchline or the ball fails to travel at least 10 metres forward in an attempt to contest a restart from the goal line, 20 metre line or halfway line. So from a goal line dropout, uh, I think that's the specific one, the 20 one meter, a uh, 20 meter line. Sorry, where they, uh, if you miss the penalty kick, then you do the uh, 20 metre kickoff um, or the halfway line. So on a normal kickoff. Play will now restart with a ball with a play the ball ten meters out from the line of the kick and ten meters in from touch rather than a penalty kick. So ten meters out from the line out from the line of the kick uh, and ten meters in from touch rather than a penalty kick. Uh, the change will give more incentive for teams to attempt the short kickoffs and dropouts. Now, we obviously talked at length. We did a whole segment on short dropouts and the significance of short dropouts, how they've grown over the past three years. The Bulldogs and the Melbourne Storm are the most uh, prominent teams or the teams that will use the short dropout the most, I should say. Uh, Cowboys up there as well. Uh, those are the top three teams. We had a really lengthy discussion on the significance and the growth of short dropouts over the past three years. Now, uh, not only have the NRL recognized this, but they are now making a rule which gives more incentive for players now to practice these plays because I think you'd much rather have to defend your own line or you know have a one defensive set before the end of a game or whatever stage of the game it's in, have that defensive set rather than the opposition team getting an extra two points with a penalty kick. It creates a little bit more ex- excitement around the game um, and it adds another layer to the game as well. It changes the fabric of the game as well. It really changes how the game is played and particularly in those moments, it changes what a lot of the thought process of the halfbacks and the captains is, which usually it is get it as far back as you possibly can and defend rather than we could go for the short dropout here and the worst that could happen is we have to defend our own line rather than obviously risking a two-point play from the opposition side. Um, I... I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. I'm very 50-50. They could have kept it the same, and I wouldn't really have any different opinions to what I have now. It does change the game a little bit, uh, particularly in those scenarios, as we did say before. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's it's a rule that I, I can see a lot of teams taking advantage of and potentially the NRL scrapping as well. 
But we'll have to wait and see. It is going to be a big rule for the game. But yeah, as I said, it could be a, a rule that only lasts for the first few rounds of the competition. And then they slowly start to amend it or get rid of it entirely. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Now, Graham Annesley had a lot to say on this rule. We're going to read some of his quotes now that are on the NRL headlines. So he said, while relatively minor, this change will add to the unpredictability of the game, which is what I just said. Uh, teams will no longer risk conceding significant territory as well as a penalty for attempting uh, to regain possession from restarts of play. So obviously that's another factor that you've got to take into account as well. Uh, you know, if it is, you know, from a kickoff, uh, all that 20-meter kick, uh, kickoff, obviously that happens if a player misses a penalty kick, uh, you, you're going to prevent uh, significant gain in territory. So that would mean the kick for touches. Uh, and some pay, players like your Matt Burtons and your uh, Cameron Munsters at the moment, have, they've got big boots on them. They can kick it at least 50 meters uh, and start their set on the 50-meter line. Now, they're going to start their set from the 20 or from you know wherever the ball does land out or potentially from where it was kicked from. So it's sort of, I guess, the same... I wouldn't say it's the same thing. It, dep- it actually depends on what how this works, whether it's from where the ball is kicked from or whether it's from where the ball lands out. I don't know. They've got to be a bit more specific with me. I don't really take information in well unless it's really laid out for me. But, yeah, keen to see how that's all going to work. But, yeah, I agree. It will prevent... You know, the kick for touches, if it, th- if it works, if I think it works, it will prevent that kick for touch that, you know, can see teams getting another 50 metres added onto their restart uh, after a penalty. Now it is literally just played uh, from where the ball is, which is going to be very interesting, or at least I think that's how it's going to work. Uh, Graham, As- Graham Annesley uh, also said, we undertook a thorough... Um, review of the 2023 season. Had a nice little testy pop there, uh, including consultation with the NRL clubs, the RPLA and other stakeholders. And while there was a strong desire to keep the changes to a minimum, as we said before, we obviously uh, heard a lot of quotes over the past few months, you know, from NRL clubs, from the RPLA uh, and other stakeholders as well, that they sort of didn't want too many changes to happen because we've had so many over the past three or four years. Uh, He said, uh, strong desire to keep changes to a minimum. Uh, This minor change will incentivize short kicks, short kickoffs and dropouts, as we said before. Uh, This will strongly accompany the commission's direction to enhance the existing rules, leading to a faster, more free-flowing and unpredictable game. Now, free-flowing, I don't know about because there are still a fuckload of penalties. Uh, but unpredictable for sure, especially in those scenarios. Uh, and then, you know, enhancing existing rules. I don't know how it's going to enhance existing rules, really. They've only made this one little change. Uh, but in terms of making the game more unpredictable, for sure, it is going to change a lot about how players think about the game in these specific scenarios, whether it be a short dropout, whether it be an attempt at a short kickoff, or whether it be an attempt at a short dropout from that 20-meter line when the penalty kicks do go dead, and that's a very um, small chance of that scenario happening. But, um, you know, making it a very unpredictable game because it is just that tap from where the ball ends pretty much or where the ball was kicked from it really depends on how this whole thing is going to work it really really is interesting i've really got to understand it a bit more and sort of comprehend 
the logistics of it and how specifically it is going to work because, as I said, I don't take information on it very well. Uh, it has to be forced on me sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, or laid out very specifically. But it's going to be a very interesting rule. It will change the game, um, whether that be in a small way or significantly. Um, but, it, as I said, it could be one of those rules as well, which does get thrown out the back window um, if it doesn't go well or if NRL teams do take advantage of it. Uh, but let's hear, I thought this was a really interesting take. Rugby League Guru was on his story last night talking about this change and uh, what it could mean for the game. Uh, I thought I'd play a little bit of a snippet of that. So just sit back and listen to this. Starting a little bit more context to my thoughts on this uh, move by the NRL Pretty wild. Uh, I think it does change the fabric of the game quite a bit. I think that it changes, you know, like I think in rugby league, you should get rewarded for repeat sets. You should get rewarded for building pressure over a period of time. Whereas I kind of feel like this, it really does just kind of give you a get out of jail card. It um, it gives you a 50-50 opportunity to get out of there. I think you also need to keep in mind now that you know, you can, if you get to the back end of the game now, right? You get back in the game, you're up by, you know, 14 or whatever. Uh, maybe you're up by eight. Um, you know, you can literally wait your 40 seconds until your shot clock's over. You can just boot the living shit out of the ball. Uh, you can kick it over the sideline, waste an extra 10 seconds or so, and then just defend a set then and there. Um, there is, like, there really just is no punishment for fucking up your force dropout, you know what I mean? It just feels like it's a slap on the wrist. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, you have to defend a set in the middle, but like if you understand rugby league, you understand that, you know, it's the easiest spot to actually defend on the field, which sounds bizarre because teams only have to get another meter or whatever. Uh, but like when you make tackles in the 10 meters, what happens is obviously your attack has less room um, for their shapes and their structures and everything. You're a little bit more cramped. You don't have to get back 10 metres every time, so you can't possibly end up on the back foot. Quick quick play the balls are very, very hard to get as well. Um, your markers tend to be very square all the time. Uh, it's easy to slow down tackles, so you just, you, you're just never on the back foot in defence. So very interesting point as well there made by Guru that it does take away the reward for building pressure. I mean, if your team has a really good set... Uh, you kick it into the touchline, and then obviously uh, the opposition player fails to get it out of there in goal. Of course, the kicker for that opposition team is going to be more likely to attempt that short kickoff and regain the ball because the worst thing that's going to happen is that they're going to have to defend on their 10-meter line. You're not going to be getting that you know, two points that you would when you'd be getting a penalty in that scenario. So it does take away the reward. It does. I agree with that. Uh, sentiment as well. It does change the game quite a bit. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this works. As I said, it could be something that's scratched straight away. But I'm very happy to see, you know, what direction this rule goes and how long it lasts. If it lasts the whole year and, and moving forward, then, you know, it is going to change the game quite a bit in those scenarios and how halves and teams train around this rule as well. Because don't get me wrong, teams are going to be training around this rule 110% to try and get uh, a game plan for these specific situations and finding a new game plan for these specific situations as well. It's going to be really interesting to see how, how this rule pans out. 
but a very, very interesting rule made here and introduced by the NRL. One that we didn't expect, but one that is going to be very interesting on how it works and if teams do take advantage of it. Well, 